Welcome to the Real Triathlon Podcast. I'm your host, Garrick Lowen, here with Nicholas Chase and Jackson Lund. Welcome back to the Real Triathlon Podcast. And it feels like it's been a while since we've had a, a really exciting episode that I've actually been stoked to hear about and also shed a lot of bullshit opinions on. So we've got Mark and Jackson here from... Fresh from the PTO US champs in or, uh, yeah, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. And then they've both flown directly to Front Ramu in France uh, for altitude training before Finland. So, hey, boys, how you doing? Good. Tired, but pretty good. Yeah. Really. yeah so you just made me feel tired with the energy you just brought there. I just hit a wall like two minutes before we started this, and it's hit me. Right, get him to pick it up. No, we're good. We got a lot of energy. Yeah, it's... come on. I'm still on uh, U.S. time. Jackson beat me by a day here, so I think I'm a little bit better off than him. Look, Mark, a quick bit of advice. If Jackson's ever feeling this way, just pour him a couple glasses of maple syrup, he'll chugger, and then he'll be good to go. Yeah, I know. It's true, actually. Before the race, he almost took all my race nutrition, drinking the maple <laughs> syrup. Um. Yeah, so really, I wanted to get your your vibes, feelings, thoughts on the PTO US Open and leading into it, how things were going. Mark, if you could just get in frame, there'd be great. Half your face in frame is so annoying. Thanks, bud. Right. Appreciate hey. it. Um, <laughs> and it's like, it's like whenever I'm on FaceTime, it's like all I yeah. the eyes. Um, but I want to kind of just get your, your, uh, whatever happened, you know, good, bad, ugly talk shit. I've got some opinions about what I saw from the broadcast. Cause I was watching it like crazy. So, um, yeah, Jackson, you'll have a shorter story since you got sick. So let's hear yours. I got sick the day before the race a little bit. I was telling Mark about it and he was like, no, 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 this can't be happening. <laughs> and then, cause we were staying together and then, uh, the day of the race is when I started feeling a little worse and I was still optimistic that it might not affect me because I was a little bit sick at worlds last year too. And then I did have a good race. So I kind of thought, okay, let's just not worry about it. It'll probably be fine. And then it wasn't fine. I, I had a good swim, but it just kind of went downhill from there. The bike, I just struggled from the beginning to kind of push what I normally could. And I was just about like 30 Watts off to 40, even from what I should have been able to do or have done in races already. Uh, so that was a bit discouraging, but I was still able to kind of stay with that big group and thought, okay, maybe I'll recover somehow feel good on the run. And then that didn't happen either. So, uh, 2k into the run, I just all of a sudden started feeling a little like lightheaded and dizzy and just not well, a little nauseous. And I thought, okay, this isn't going to be worth it. Like I, all of a sudden my pace dropped, like went down to like oh, slower than four minute pace for sure. Everyone just like took off and it felt like I hadn't like done anything different. So I knew something was off. So I just pulled the plug and uh, decided to get a bit quicker recovery, which I think was smart because I was already starting to feel better the next day. Uh, whereas if I pushed through that 18K run, it definitely would have sent me back a bit. So unfortunate, but I'll be ready to hit the training harder for Worlds. Okay, a couple questions real, real quick. Um, I couldn't tell really where the hell anybody was because they only showed really the top 10 most of the time on the ticker. How did you come out of the water and how did you feel about that? Like overall swim performance? Yeah, I was like in 20, 21st or something place, but, um, but it was good because I was kind of like the last guy that was with, you know, in the groups, like 
it was in league group and then there was a couple smaller groups and I was in the last kind of smaller one before there was another two minute gap behind me to like Sam Long and some other dudes. So I was less than 90 seconds from the first person out of the water, which for me is pretty good, especially for a non-wetsuit swim 2k uh, with the exit and everything. I felt good about that. Um, even though I physically didn't feel great in the swim, I, I feel like I've gotten my efficiency kind of back over the last couple of months. So that was a positive. And then, um, yeah, I was kind of like right with Bradley Weiss and, uh, Ditlev even Ditlev was just ahead of me, but I bridged, I passed him in transition and then he didn't, he didn't pass me for like five minutes on the bike. So I think he was kind of slow getting his shoes on or something. Five minutes. Yeah. Which so I mean, two laps, five minutes. No, like we got all on the bikes together. Like considering he'll bite me by like seven minutes, you would have think he would make up the five minutes quicker. Did he, um, did he, he didn't lap you though. No, no, nobody laughed. No, was, if you got lapped, you're out. I was, I, oh. I think I was, I don't know if I was seven minutes back. It was, I think it was only like five, which was surprising considering I didn't have good, good power, but I saw Mark out there at some point. Uh, yeah. Two, I think. Right. Ask him what he was going to yell to me. Yeah. I Wait, did, did Mark, so Mark went back and you were working your way Mark up. I was going back very quickly. Did yeah. you cross Actually, no, everyone was going forward. And I was just staying the same. <laughs> That's a so better. He, I like that. I told him before the race, if I pass him, I was going to yell, what is this amateur hour? Oh, God. I was going to, but I could tell he was struggling. And like, I was even struggling. And then I also kind of forgot the exact words. And I was just going to end up saying something rude. So I was just like, nah. And it's I'm funny. Not do when it. he passed me, that's exactly what it went through my head. I was like, God damn it. Amateur hour over here. <laughs> You're like, he can't even, he can't even say it. He's so disappointed. <laughs> right I, I just know uh it's tough but yeah it was uh the interesting dynamic with the race ranger um it was kind of weird it was like the lights would blink red like some people would have their light blinking red for longer than others but like everyone's light went on at some point and some people just would ride with it on for like 20 or 30 seconds and not get a penalty even though the official was there so i don't know why but they just decided not to call penalties um so that was weird but most well, of the time I was... that's not actually weird because the pto has notoriously not called penalties that's true actually um but i was i would say 75 percent of the time i was further than even the the yellow light and the yellow light or orange light um is like up to 28 meters is yeah. it so i was most of the time i was 30 meters or more um just because of the way the yo-yo effect happens, like I didn't want to be surging so much. So I was kind of not really getting much of a benefit, but the times where I was closer then yeah, it was a bit of a benefit for sure. Cause I was like 10th in the group. Our group was very big for a while. Yeah. Okay. So Jackson, you had Montrom Blanc get canceled. You had a frustrating rebound after that. Cause you're like, I'm not able to race forever. My next race is a month out. And then you went to the cottage, got some good training and then, Lo and behold, again, got a little bit duped because you got sick. Um, we've had that happen, you know, a couple of times in our travels together. So unfortunate, but now, I mean, I think you've always been the 70.3 world's focus. Like you've always wanted to win that race real hard. Um, I, I know that for sure. So what does this tell you about that preparation? Yeah, I think I'm, I'm feeling surprisingly good. Like I still have a bit of congestion but that's clearing up and getting used to the time zone here but um yeah i mean i'm up in Fort Ramon now here that's where we're at and for two and a half weeks and i've always raced super well off altitude and like you said right at the start of the year i knew the 70.3 worlds was like my my absolute a race 
And then, um, you know, obviously PTO US Open was kind of the second, you know, A minus race. And I was going to try to get even better after that. So uh, I, I think I'm on track for that. And if anything, uh, you know, getting a little bit of the bad luck out of the way, maybe uh, is, is good. Yeah. If for that and just being able, like my legs weren't smashed at all. I've been already recovered in that regard. So um, that, that helps kick off this training a little bit quicker. Awesome. Now, is Singapore between worlds? Yeah, Singapore is in two weeks. Oh my gosh. So summer well, less than two weeks. So even Blumenfeld's doing US so, Open Singapore or Paris test event and yeah, the Paris test event. And then the Sunday, that Sunday is Singapore. So Friday, Sunday for him, and then back to um Finland for Worlds the week right after it. That's gnarly. Okay. I want to talk about some of the other athletes and dynamics, but Mark, before we get too far into that, I'd love to hear about what you went through physically, emotionally. Um, we saw your two minutes of fame leading the swim there right off the bat. That was exponentially awesome. Thank you for sending it. Um, but how, how hard was that takeoff? It looked furious. Uh, no, it actually wasn't too bad. So what? the pontoon draw was, was an interesting, like, aspect of the race that I wasn't really ready for I thought we'd just like they'd call out the top 10 and then everyone else just kind of like rushed to the spots um but they ended up doing it through like whatsapp because we ran out of time at the pro briefing um so I had a little bit of time to think because they just sent me the the people who had already picked it was going by world ranking I think and um honestly the people who were left were all the good swimmers so I was like okay don't you know it's not bad to be next to the good swimmers but usually you want to be next to the worst swimmers yeah so you really big water. and like and then with an in-water start yeah you definitely don't want to be next to like big people but with a dive um i, I knew like just having a swim background i'd be kind of better off with the dive start wait just so, so we don't get canceled what did you mean by big people oh shoot yeah sorry so like big mets and big unit <laughs> okay that's a good example so, so the taller fellers right so i ended up starting in between them but i was pretty confident i could get away from them pretty quick just simply because of the dive yeah so i gave it you know it was hard I, it's not like i didn't go hard but i think i was because i was in the middle i also had the most direct line okay so i had a little bit of a benefit there not that it was that far off from the outside there's only 30 of us but there was a little left to right current too and um i noticed that in the swim warm-up so i was able to like kind of correct that as i as i was sprinting away yeah there were a couple times when it looked like some of the right side buoy guys were going to get pushed to the right of the actual buoy but so they had to correct heavily so women's race yeah, just a little insane. current from the wind yeah. um but yeah i gave it a little and then aaron royal came around me after the bridge so i think at like 350 or 400 meters and then just jumped on his feet and he was he was moving i mean it was that honestly was harder than the start for me yeah um was staying on his feet because he was still like definitely putting in a little surge to hopefully snap the elastic of the of the group and, yeah. and it finally did when we came and did the Aussie exit and dove back in. Um, it was pretty clearly like a group of seven or eight, I think, with like Christian and Jan on the back of that. So that would have been cool if we didn't have them. But um, it was nice to actually have separation um, where like coming off of 70.3 Oregon, it was a 16 minute swim with a minute and a half or whatever between everyone. Yeah. So the swim dynamics played out pretty much like. Yeah, as expected. Definitely. Yeah. Best swimmers got away, snapped the elastic, and then the our our knowledge feller of the day, uh, Jack Kelly, during the um, broadcast, just kept saying how the whole front group lacked 
biking firepower. Um, yeah, they're talking about that a lot, didn't they? Yeah, they're talking about Blumenfeld and Jan were there. I mean, yeah. So I don't know what they're what they're saying because those guys stayed out front the whole time. I think. Yeah, they were. They were. Yeah. Um, so I'll, we'll talk more about the Jack Kelly stuff later. But you got onto the bike. Um, how hard was that effort to just even for the first five six minutes of trying to be like, all right, let's see what we got. Yeah, I mean that's kind of what I knew I needed to do. So I just that was my race. It was just a bike race for me. If I wanted like kind of another breakthrough race, I just gave everything on the bike. That's why I didn't really push the swim anymore. Um, and I just felt pretty flat, which sucked. Yeah. Um, but my power was, I mean, stages, we you know, reads a little high, but it was 295, I think. I actually just texted my coach to confirm because I saw two different numbers for some reason. Um, oh, it was 285, so even lower. Did you say you think it reads high or low? Stages reads high. Interesting. I think. Most athletes I coach, stages does, I mean, it's been from 10. Unless to I'm really, really plus. arrow, which I don't think I am. Uh, you, you, I mean, you're skinny, man. You've got... You got the Jan Ferdino build, so you're pretty arrow just based on body type. Yeah. So 285 is definitely really low. I was shooting the whole 310, uh, but I just like felt pretty terrible the whole time. And then when uh, Jackson's group passed me, I just tried sticking on the back of it or wherever I was, and it just happened to be on the back. Um, I, I think it was a lap and a half only that I stayed on. It was super surging. Yeah. And then, yeah, then I was just praying for the end of the bike, staying fo- as focused as I possibly could, um, <laughs> not give up hope on any like decent result. That was kind of what I was focusing on. And you bike. did pull out a pretty decent result still. Well, yeah, let's, yeah get to the, well. let's get to the run in a second. But was that bike course and that little quote unquote technical section, was that anything to scoff about? I mean, it looked like guys were making up time in the corners by taking them aggressively. And was that bike course just really a drag because it was kind of boring i mean it was nice you could get out of the saddle and out of tt position not really out of the saddle but out of tt position um at least like twice for those u-turns and coming through transition Mm -hmm. Uh, i wouldn't really call it like super technical because they're just dead dead u-turns um transition area was pretty uneven which sucked like the lead into the transition area was probably the worst road um on the course and that's when you're coming in pretty hot over it did they tell you guys that the transition area was like a, you know, bunch up, it's fine to, you know, it's just get through safely. Don't worry about race range. They didn't tell us that, but they didn't I, say that, but then they told then they, the women that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it was kind of interesting because even though the technical section wasn't that technical, it was like right before a downhill. So the front guys were getting to the downhill. So it was just like pulling everything forward and the people at the back were really having to sprint to get on. So usually I would get dropped there. And then just like work my way back in um, on the flat section. So that was kind of like part of why I was so far. I was barely ever even close to 20 meters. Um, but yeah, it was, it definitely at least made it. So there was something that could kind of split the groups up. And I think that's where when the splits did happen, it was usually there mm-hmm. or after like the transition uh, situation. Yeah. It was a headwind on the way out on the course too. So yeah. Headwind tailwind section. Yeah, weird on the women's race. That's where Taylor was making up good time too. And I think the tailwind just kind of nullified any attack that she was having on the back side. So that headwind tailwind would have gotten really effing annoying on lap five or six. Yeah. <laughs> and the roads were okay. I wouldn't say great, but not like terrible. I mean, my gooch kind of hurts a lot, but that was more because the brand new suit. Um, gooch, it was man. a great suit, but I just didn't like, usually I try to wash it once. Oh yeah, you're right. It's a, Anytime 
I've always had a brand new suit. The first wash clears away a little bit of the abrasiveness of the chamois. Oh yeah, and it was abrasive. Yeah, nice. Got to get that new logo out there though. So good job. <laughs> yeah, new logos out there. Lumi Consulting. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Done with the bike. Get rid of that. Let's stop talking about that. Get to the yeah. run. Yeah. <laughs> um, you ran fourth fastest, Mark. You had a great run. Wait, was I actually fourth fastest? I, I swear. Yeah. I ran uh, Stone fourth or fifth Stone or something. Seven. Who? Some well, there was like five or six of you guys at least that all ran between 101 to 102. Yeah. More, I think. Okay. There was like seven or eight. So I'll take it. I mean, and, and mind blowing, like, then there's a 53. Someone yeah, it's an outlier. It was the craziest it. thing is, as like Jason West got off the bike or started the run behind me. Yeah. Like that's, and I was, you know, whatever. I wasn't like totally out of the race after the bike, but I was not in contention to like, you know, have a really good day or anything. And then I kind of dropped out. And as he like lapped me when I was walking back, he was on his third lap and he was already in fourth or fifth. Yeah, it was insane. Yeah. It was, he just blew through that field. Like so I was more fast. surprised with his biking because he had the mechanical. He stopped. Yeah. I we all that. passed him. We all passed him. And then he latches onto Lionel and bikes with Lionel for the last five laps. Wow. Incredible. Somehow. Incredible day for Jason. I think that the reason why he did move up so many places all at once was there was like a group of five or six guys just all within like 10 seconds for quite a while. On the run or by, and bike, on, I guess. On the run mainly, because yeah. you could see it even like, even I think someone posted like the the run club or whatever. There was like seven dudes all together. And first... <laughs> that would have been nice to be part of. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Mark, your run, it brought you back up to 16th. So you moved up quite a bit, right? Yeah. I didn't hear any time splits um, getting off the bike. So kind of what I did, just like what I did in Oregon, I just sent it like I had nothing to lose and was just going as hard as I could. And honestly, I didn't feel that good either. I had like some stomach some weird things going on with that 4 PM start. Yeah. Um, and then I wasn't able to pee. And if anyone knows, like if you're not able to pee on the bike, it's kind of hard to pee while you're running. Yeah. Um, but the crowds were unreal. And I had like over a dozen family members and good friends there, people who'd never seen me race before out cheering. Um, so yeah, the, the fans and the support was unreal. So I had to keep, keep pushing. Yeah, it was a it looked like the men's race was just like every other PTO race. It's just like brutal. Everyone's blowing on them their load, and it's just a matter of who can hold on. And I mean, the dynamics couldn't be more different between the men and women. Um, yeah, true. It's complete. So many different uh, leaders or people moving up, move, yeah. moving back. But yeah, I heard a lot of people like my friends were giving me updates. Uh, like hey so-and-so's walking so that was a, a good motivator they didn't yeah. tell me jackson was walking jack when i saw jackson he actually was cheering me on so that that's a great teammate right there you're like he's well, yeah, I knew. are you still racing I had, uh, <laughs> I had already relegated myself to either just running kind of easy or like dnfing so i was kind of waiting for mark and i was like all right let's see how close he is and he was you weren't that far behind you're a few minutes back to start the ride probably but then i knew you'd catch a lot of guys because especially when so many guys start together, like half of them are running way too hard because they're just trying to run with the other guys. And uh, I knew you'd catch a bunch. So I think you did pass what, like six, seven guys. I got, I ended up getting off the uh, bike last because Trevor had the controversial lap out rule by the USAT yeah. officials because he technically shouldn't have been taken off His PTO total told us like, as long as you're finished, you don't actually get lapped, you're fine. 
Um, so what were they laughing and based off of? I don't know, getting close or something. Or there was a miscommunica- miscommunication. We should get the details from Trevor. But um, yeah, I ended up getting off last. So 25th, 26th and running into 16th. Nice. Yeah, so that's you were great. Big Mets. I was behind. Yeah, Big Mets was the first person I passed. Nice. Yeah. yeah so that's that. I mean, there's been some weird controversy. You know, Matt Sharp getting DQ'd for his top undone and now Trevor Foley getting lapped out when he wasn't lapped out. There's just a lot of weird isms going on within the sport. No penalty for whoever took their swim skin off. Um, at, yeah. Like, After that official. Threw it to the official. I mean, I didn't, I thought that would have been a penalty for sure. And then Leslie gets a penalty for not putting something in her bin. Yeah, is able to throw his to an official and those are going to penalty like a lot of really weird i do have a a video of leslie just absolutely cruising through the dismount line um but she turned around pulled a yui and then and then like undid it i guess like undid the penalty so then she like turned around dismounted and then oh so it was a dismount penalty it wasn't a like no hers was a Hers was a, and then she also didn't put it in the bin properly. No, she on she like took away her own penalty because she like did yeah, a U turn. But what was it? Oh, it was a swim skin she didn't put in the bin. No, it's a, a visor for running. Oh uh, well, we'll get we'll get her take on that. If you keep listening, we'll have Tamara and Leslie on next. But a lot of weird. Um, you know, the race was really fun to watch if you wanted to see like four people the entire race and have no effing clue where anybody else was outside the top 10 so that was a bit fun but frustrating like come on pto watch a formula one race and you'll see every move is captured everyone talks about it for like two seconds oh by the way jackson laundry just moved up into whatever mark's running himself into contention yeah we were talking about this how they should have cameras on like one two and three like they kind of already do and then have a moving camera um with people telling like hey jackson's moving up let's get a quick camera on him um to to get that or if we're going to continue to do these multi-lap courses which we probably are have a stationary it's yeah have a stationary exactly and then yeah maybe these laps aren't the best for the athletes but if this is what gives us more viewership and gets more sponsors then i'm willing to do seven eight nine ten laps um for that reason yeah i don't think the laps are as much of a problem i think it's how they're portraying the race dynamics in a very entertaining way i mean they were clearly picking their favorite we're going to put them on screen and talk the most about them and it was like jack kelly pretty much predicting ditlev winning immediately and then having to like backpedal four or five times yeah i heard i did listen to or i did watch almost the whole women's race and I do feel that he has great insight, but then he, he's, yeah, he almost seems to say what he thinks is going to happen as if it's like a given in a sense, yeah. uh, where it's really supposed to be quite neutral. Uh, yeah. In my, almost- in my opinion, for good commentary, just to say, Oh, well, this is what has happened in the past. Like maybe just leave it at that. Yeah. I, I did appreciate some of his insights since he does know some of the athletes better than others about, well, he will be doing this right now. He will be feeling this. Like it's good to kind of tell your audience how gritty it is out there, but to a point it's like, you're making it seem like you're tapping into their mind right then and there, bud. And maybe you don't really know what you're talking about. So they should mic us up actually. That'd be That's sick. I mean, that's like you're does it in transition. Exactly. Um, I think they should do that. Ask us something. How you feeling, Jackson? What would you have said going out on the, on the, on the I'm road? really fucked. 
uh, on the run. Picture it. What would you say right now? Jackson, how are you feeling right now? Uh, I'm hoping to rally here. I struggled a bit on the bike. There you go. <laughs> and then if like you would have put it on Ditliff, you'd have been like, I really got a crap. So apparently um, someone yelled, were you telling me this? About Christian? Someone yelling to Christian on the run course? Oh yeah, someone. So there was some drama with a, a fan. Christian stopped for a cramp and then some fan said, oh, it's just mental. Like you just, you just, you know, don't think about it. And then he just starts ripping into him and just swearing at him and stuff. That's yeah. awesome. That's where I get the fan. Yeah. You could see Christian was so just distraught and pissed and run. like when he latched onto Jason, I was like, how was this possible based off? Yeah. Of- that's what I was thinking. I'm like, how the hell is this physically possible? Turns his brain off and just like, I don't even know, goes to a deep, dark place as far as long as he possibly can. That was a level of tenacity that you've not seen too often. Like somebody who's really been there, lost it, been there, lost it. And then it's like, fuck this. I'm just going to completely tear myself a new one just to survive. And he, he, he held it together so well. Yeah. And that's why he has the results he has. Yeah. That was pretty impressive. Um, so yeah. What else in your minds, you know, based off what you heard or what you knew kind of st- stood out on the day? I was, I mean, I'm not still not that happy with 16th, but um, just to give my low bike power a bit of, uh, or my bike split, I guess, a bit of uh, um, not respect, but just like how people blew up. So knowing that the bike was so freaking hard for a lot of people yeah, um, makes me feel a bit better. But of course, I want to be in that group because if I was in, you know, I don't want to play the if, if games, but. Did um, Oregon smash you a bit? No, I felt super strong there. Okay. I didn't know afterwards you were like, yeah, maybe took 10% of your legs. Yeah, I don't know. Just this long course biking doesn't take it out of my legs too much. I think just as like someone who did the race and talked to people after and stuff, how like hard it is to bike right at the front now is insane. Um, But it's actually insane. Like nobody's really running well off that. So I just Even, unless you're young. Well, I mean, he didn't really run that well though. Like, like he won, he did it better than anyone else. And of course, it was an awesome performance, but he biked so hard. He ran like that's like 325 per K for 18K in good conditions. It wasn't hot on the run. It's like he's run a 107 or whatever for a half. You're 106. Yeah. So like it's it's good, still good. It's just my point is. I really kind of thought after the race, like it, it was a pretty unfortunate missed opportunity where like, if I had felt good, I mean, I could say that a million times. If you just look at the bike runs I've been able to do all year, that would be very competitive and like very likely well into the top 10. And so if you're just able to be consistent throughout the day, you actually have a good opportunity in these races because everyone's absolutely going for broke, trying to make the podium. And, you know, a lot of guys make the podium who, who actually just put it together a consistent day and they start way behind like Jason did. So like even on paper with the start of that run, like there's a bunch of guys who could have run fast enough that Jason wouldn't have caught him, but only one of them was well, was in the good enough shape to do it. Yeah. We were talking about Sam Apple, right? That's a great race. Oh yeah. He had a freaking great day for him. He like before the race, he was talking himself down so hard. He was like, oh, I'm not in good shape for this. I haven't tapered. I found out two days ago all this stuff. And he was just kind of like, I'm just here to for fun, more or less. And yeah. then he comes 10th. So sh- yeah. shout out to Sam. That was yeah. 
That was good. So that's an example of he probably really raced conservatively knowing he's not in perfect shape for it and then just had a consistent day and came 10th. Yeah, I think David he, McNamee seventh was a good day for him. I thought. I don't even know what that is. What? He's a young. He's like one of the fast. Was one of the fastest runners like he's around. Been third at Kona twice. David yeah. McMahon. McMahon. Brent McMahon. Brent McMahonamy. Mac McMahone. Yeah. Okay. So we got the good recap from you fellows. Um, so before we sign off, you watched the women's race in person or did you watch broadcast? broadcast because i was on the plane i watched it in person and on the broadcast how did you, uh, you feel I had six teammates there oh sorry no i just um, wondered how you felt about about it yeah i mean i thought it played out exactly how um it was going to on paper besides how taylor nim really didn't have as big of a gap but i think um i mean everyone under underestimates her uh run abilities so she held yeah. off ashley yeah, she ran, she ran so well. I mean, I was really, I mean, cause Tamara and Leslie were there. They're also good runners. I was wondering what Tamara was going to be able to do, but man, they, they must've been biking. I mean, I don't know if Tamara just had a subpar swim, so she was out really bad or I can't wait to hear her. Yeah. I'm curious to hear what Tamara thought of, of her swim. I, I was able to catch up with Tamara a lot. Um, after the race i stayed there till like 10 10 o'clock i think there was four or five girls who like couldn't pee um so i was there with like ellie and and zach her boyfriend yeah. husband um just shooting the shit while they're trying to pee and then uh yeah so it was, it was a drug testing not for weird reasons <laughs> ah yes thank you yeah, no, no golden showers oh, until God. after 10 thanks um, for the clarification yeah you're welcome. But no, I'm serious <laughs> to, to, to hear that. And who is this girl who um she biked really well, like 10 seconds slower than Taylor? Yeah. Um start with a B. You know. Uh, I'm looking it up right now. Lucy. Knew... Yeah, Lucy Brom. Bagram? Beerum. 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 Yeah. Incredible performance there too. And then the men's race too. We what was that gentleman who was fourth? Mark Marquard? Um yeah, what's the guy? Um, oh, Matthew Marquardt. Yeah. Yeah. Marquardt. I mean, Jack Kelly was really pumping that fella up. Like, he will run himself into the ground. He'll kill himself. It's crazy. Yeah. And he, <laughs> said, he said he had a 100 mile um, fundraiser ride today. Oh, wow. So oh, drove yeah. 13 hours and, and did 100 miles. But, you know, he's, uh, I mean, we've, we've been seeing it this year. He did Ironman Texas and biked with. No, no, no. Rudy. This is a different guy. Not Matthew Marquardt, who, who was, I think, 10th. Oh, sorry, Mathis, Mark, whatever. Magrier. Oh, it's Magrier. You're right. Magrier. Yeah, it's Magrier, not Matt oh. Marquardt. Marquardt still Marquardt. did great. really well, too. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I mean, women's race was uh, really fun to watch. I watched the women's race, like, on the airplane the whole time with free Delta Wi-Fi. Thank you, Delta. That was legit. Um, and that, it actually didn't cut out. So that made my flight totally taken care of, like. That was great. How'd you, you feel about home from your family time? No, I, we put the kids somewhere else and just, uh, we try to sit separately throughout the plane. So we don't have to look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, but for real, um, I was going to mention something. Now I can't quite remember. So I'll come back to that when I remember it. So you're in, uh, how do you officially say where you are right now? Cause I mess it up every time. Um, uh, Joe it's, Skipper's it's, right next it's to us. It's Font Romo. How do you Fon say Fon it? Fon 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 
Font Rameau. Okay. Can you say it one more time? Font Rameau. All right. That's Font the Joe, Rameau. No, the Joe Skipper cameo. It's not Perfect. <laughs> These guys don't know how to speak. Font Rameau. Somehow. <laughs> so what's the what's the general game oh, plan? Is, are you... Internet connection. Oh, I can see you guys and hear you just fine. Right, we're back. What was your um, question? So are you two going to be syncing up training much or is it going to be kind of you, Joe, Jackson all together with some of his crew? What's that looking like? We haven't really figured that out yet. <laughs> I feel oh. like tomorrow we might kind of be doing, I don't know if I can handle Joe's work. Joe, do you want to come in here and give us, give us a lowdown on what, what the camp is? You, you don't leave Mark. You got to stay here. Joe, you sit no. here. Mark, you have to stand. Uh, Mark, sit on Joe's lap. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so uh, tomorrow looking to do a decent bike ride with some intervals. And then maybe, I was just talking to John a second ago, doing an easier run tomorrow and a hard swim. Cause you, and you were saying about doing, or Jackson was saying about doing a harder run on Wednesday, and that could work out better. Yeah, I could be up for that, because right? I don't smash myself too much. Yeah, so probably doing a harder ride with some intervals, um, easier run, and then a decent swim session, like uh, a threshold run. I think there's a few of us that are up for doing that, like, me, John, um, you said you were up for it, didn't you? Mark Griffiths. Go our threshold at his moderate pace. Yeah. Yep. I'll do the run and the swim. It sounds like this is the first time I heard the plan, and uh, I'm just still recovering a bit. So try not to hold us back then in the war. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll be able to keep up with them. <laughs> so, are you going to have full on camera crew and all kinds of enthusiasm and antics going on for this camp? Um, not really. Like uh, Griff, one of the guys here. He's got a GoPro and he's getting bits and bobs. Um, but that's basically it, just like home video style, like not yeah. professional stuff like that. But we posted one up on YouTube the other day and um, people sounded like they really liked it because it gives a good insight and it's more, you can really see what you're doing rather than like, you know, fancy cinematography, but, you know, all like fancy and stuff like that, where it's more, you know, business-like and down to uh, down to earth. <laughs> Yeah, I, I don't think I don't think you need all the crazy high end stuff, even a gimbal, even like if you have got good audio and decent lighting, you can make any, any type of video interesting. And plus, you cats are going to make it fun no matter what. That's right. Yeah, and we've got a uh, got a decent group. I think like the ride the roads out here as well are absolutely awesome for doing intervals on. Like tomorrow, we can do a nice climb. It takes about an hour to ride up it. Oh, nice. Yeah, I, I can ride up for a while. It's the down though. You'll like that then. Then there's only that short down, a short downhill, three or four K and then a bit uh, undulating. These so, yeah. guys are freaking insane on the descents, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah, you're going to KOM into a headwind on a popular descent in Europe. That makes that's, no sense. That's epic. Gee, you're going to have was to... It? Was it you, Griff? Yeah, Griff got Griff it. Griff got it. Griff's he's, loving it. He was a pro cyclist. He was a pro cyclist since until what? Two years ago? Yeah. Last year. So he's uh, still got the remnants. That's epic. I don't think that'll ever leave. You have to take some notes, Jackson, because I know you're going to get the the chittery. Well, we tightened my yeah. headset today after the ride, and I feel like that's going to make quite a bit of difference because yeah, it was I mean, wobbling all over. Yeah, <laughs> just riding around with some loose Jackson, uh, Jackson could end up having some lonely rides otherwise. Because uh, at least I'm... just try to keep up with Mark. <laughs> Well, no, Nick knows my handling isn't that the best right now. Yeah, I mean, Mark's got to step up his handling for Super League, so just teach yeah. him everything you can, fellas. So League. you are gonna. Here's what's gonna happen. You're gonna try your best to keep as close to these guys as you can, and then I'm just gonna try to keep you in my sight, and then I won't you, get lost. Mark would have liked the the chain gang what we did then on the start of the ride <laughs> on Sunday because it was like uh, 65 kilometers to the start of the climb in Andorra. It was like the first 6k was probably down like a decent descent. And then after that, it was like 1% gradient for like 50, 50K. 
Yeah, we pace lined it. Yeah, 50, six, 65 kilometers in an hour and 19. And it had some like uphills as well, but obviously it was wow. net downhill. But that was like really fun. It's really nice here. The weather's great so far. Yeah, it's the first time Jackson's been out of the country. Yeah, I've never left country. Canada ever. Um, it's, all these races are just fake news. Wait, you've never raced in Europe yet, Jackson? Yeah, I have. I know. I'm just kidding. What are you talking about? I know. I was just. Where do you think I got this freaking being scared of descents from in the first this place? This boomerang <laughs> on his shoulder. Yeah. Yeah. Now it's a. It's what he would like to have between his legs. That's why it's <laughs> good reference. It's a little thin, you know. Thin, thin in length is okay. <laughs> yeah. Twizzler. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks to you guys. We'll keep checking in. Maybe we'll do like uh 70.3 worlds kind of lead in and talk about all the bullshit you guys have been doing and having fun. Yeah. Next week we'll be like talking about all the shit we've done. That's awesome. Yeah. Or, or not. We'll see. And then <laughs> please, I would love a recap, Joe, this will be something, some homework. Just let me know what you think of Jackson's diet after this camp. I want you to see, and I want to hear what you think about it. Just, just we've all been eating the same. We've stuff all been so eating far. the same stuff so far. So it's going to change. It's going to get different. I think. I'd like to hear about it, but just saying, it doesn't have to be good. All that... right. So just take note. Just yeah. look out for any dodgy stuff. Yeah. If you're like, dodgy, man, that's no, like eating straight sugar. That's what he means. Really? Yeah. Oh, sugar. Like, oh, there's like, a man. I can't believe here. he's fucking eating that. I can't believe how he d- exists off this stuff. Like that's what I want to hear. <laughs> Tell Joey, Here you go. I did have a couple earlier. Yeah, I don't normally eat these. To be fair, like, see, but, but the, it's the quantity of candy and crap. That's what I. Oh, I remember we got those another time. Isn't that the same container? No, it's definitely not. Like, these are like twenty-one happy days. It says. Oh, this well. is what Lewis gave um, as a bit of a bonus to us because he lost poker yesterday, and oh. I gave him his. Five euros back, and he gave me a load of sweets instead. Oh, that's good. All right. <laughs> was a poker shark, so. Jackson uh, had a bit of a rough game in the poker, didn't he, yesterday? Like, what were you well, got, first or second out? No, no, I was third out, I think. <laughs> he thought I was, uh, I, I bluffed him the first time, and then the second time he thought I had nothing, and that was all she wrote. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much what happened, you yeah. <laughs> Is closed. <laughs> oh man, man, I'm, I'm, you guys are gonna have so much fun. So yeah, thanks for coming on. I know it's getting late. You're tired, so I appreciate the time. And uh, yeah, rest up, have fun, and you know, whatever. Don't crash. Don't do anything you wouldn't do. Yeah, Mark, don't do anything cool, Mark. You're already cool enough. Yeah, already cool enough. All right, remember that. All right, guys, see you later. Yeah. Peace. I got ish to do. Flying through the sky in my parachute. Dancing on the couch like I'm Tommy Cruise on a one-man mission trying to see it through.